things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. I'm sorry. We, we, no, no, give me, give me five, five. Don't worry about it. I look like Dana McCool. So, listen, folks. Dana McCool is out this week. Um, she had to take some time off, but we do have a special guest that came in. I just found out about, like, as she's walking through the door in Cigar House, it's, it's Tara D'Arico. Tara is a um, is a community-involved individual here in Daltona. She ran for uh, City District, uh, which one? District 3. District 3, uh, this past election cycle. And that's actually kind of where I got to know uh, Tara, and I, I got to meet her, and we sit, uh, sat down and chit-chatted and just... And she's here at Cigar Hustle. She's a you know regular cigar hustler, and so um, whenever she comes in, it's always a pleasure seeing her. And I just Thank I you. always enjoy talking to Tara. Same so. here. She's Same a good here. good person, well intentioned, and uh, she got beef though, like we all do. And so with that said, Tara's here to go ahead and try to fill in a little bit. There's some things we want to talk about from some stuff that transpired this week. And uh, as always, Tara, just don't please don't forget to keep it you know, stay into the mic. A little bit there you go, my dear, uh, and then we'll go from there. So my with, red mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so. <laughs> so I don't want to point out that the lights did change colors when I hit the remote, so I got to change those back somehow from over here. Yeah. No worries. Don't worry, Brandon. Go ahead. You do what you got to do, buddy. Don't worry. So Brandon, Brandon's our OG for today in the back, and uh, his production crew always from Mike and Mike Production. We thank him so much, and he's got the light all lit, uh, lit up in red. Um, because we do have two Republicans in the show. Uh, Tara is, obviously changed the mic from blue to red. And I noticed that as soon as I walked <laughs> in the studio, I said, oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> so it should be fun. Anyways, folks, so just to get things started, um, please don't forget to catch us on um, YouTube. We are at the Smoking Truth um, the podcast on YouTube. Go ahead and hit the subscribe, like, and all that stuff button uh, and, and you'll, the notification bell, um, bell because you'll be notified every Tuesday when the show drops. Also, you can check us out on YouTube. I mean, I'm sorry, on Facebook. And uh, Facebook, will, I'll, we'll go ahead and post over there as well, so you can um, check the link from, um, from Facebook as well. Um, don't forget, we're all on, the, on all the major podcasts, and you know, Podbean, Spotify, whatever. And then we're also on um, Twitter, at Smoking Truth. And uh, you can always email us to at gonzo at smokingtruth.live. So anyways, with that said, I will now get into, as Dan likes to call that, my lover. My lover. My lover to, uh, this week is Agonorsa Leaf. It's a reserve one. I'm actually, I was upstairs in the uh, in Cigar Hustler in the lounge, and I was checking it out and smoking it, and it's been pretty good. I'm still taking my time because I'm actually enjoying it. And as always, wait a minute, I got to break out my, where's he at? Elvis. Elvis is always my good luck, and plus it lights up the cigar when, when it goes out. Uh, so, Tara, who is your lover? My Friday lover <laughs> is a lovely Padron number nine. Whoa, there um, you go. Good one. I like that. Yeah, I love the Padrones, and I actually had not had this one yet until I think last week. Boots. Yeah. Couldn't think of what to smoke. You know, do you ever have a day and you're just you're just tired of making decisions? Yeah. So I said, just pick out a cigar for me. Yeah. I said, I'm going to get you something. I think you're really going to like. He's done and it for me too. He's, he's done yeah. it for me a few times as well. When I'm just kind of, he's like, dude, you got something. You know, I don't know what I'm moving for, yeah. but you know, you know my typical like more or less my flavor. He's like, all right, so he gave me one. I think it was uh, Knucklehead, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he gave me one of those, and I was like, oh, I like that one. So my palate 
ranges a little bit, but I always try to stay within the Maduro family. I may, I may go a little lighter. Same there you go, here. girl. I may go a little lighter at times, but generally speaking, the Maduro is, is my yeah. thing. And if I'm having Maduro with a black coffee oh. or if I'm having it with like a, a bourbon a nice or a nice rum, or, and yeah. it's got to be, and if I'm doing a, yeah, red wine, definitely Cabernet. Um, yep. And if I'm doing, uh, if I'm doing a liquor, it's, especially rum, mm -hmm. I always, it's got to be a spice rum. I don't, I'm not oh, a fan okay. of the clear yep. rum. Yeah, yep. it's got to be spice rum. So I'm anyways. Gonna, I'll grab one of those before I head to that. Looks I actually was eyeing that when I walked in. It looks yeah. it looks good. Yeah, so it was uh it's nice. So anyways, with good. that said, here we are. Here we Tara are this week. Oh man, this is really cool. All right. So let me do the rant real quick. Cause uh -oh. I was trying to figure out like what am I gonna rant about this week? Because I told everybody, right? When you listen to the show, I tell them, hey, for now on, check it out. You know, you gotta listen because you never know what Dana and I are gonna rant about for two, three minutes on the show before we get into what we're gonna get into. And um so this, I, was, I wasn't sure like what I was going to rant about. I'm thinking like this week was kind of a, a very busy week for me in many ways, and I was just kind of just going through the motions. So I didn't really have any chance to, you know, any time to think about, just politically speaking yep. or anything else for that matter. But I will tell you this, in the amount of driving I was doing this week, <laughs> and Tara was just kind of jogging. I was, <laughs> I was look, look, looking at her like, well, you know, what do you think? You want to do something? You want to rent about? She said, well, I got things to rent about for the city of Deltona. I was like, well, but outside the city of Deltona. And so as I'm thinking, I said, you know what's a big pet peeve and just like just fucking pisses me off, right? I'm going to start it go. off. Is I hate, now listen, I know, folks, if you ever drive with Eric, <laughs> Eric is a bit of an aggressive driver. That I know. I got it, you know. However, when we're on the highway, okay, <laughs> folks, there's no reason for you to be in the left lane. That's the one that everybody likes to speed in. That's the one where you'll catch me doing 75, 80 miles an hour. I know I'm breaking the rules a little bit. And I apologize. But listen, when I'm on the go, I'm on the go. You know what I don't need? I don't need a driver doing 65. Get the hell out of the way, please, because you're just slowing everybody up and just backing things up on the highway. There's, there are two other lanes for you. Get the hell out of that lane, please. And that's what for. Yeah, you're driving me crazy. Please stop doing that if you're doing it. Please be considerate to folks behind you because we are trying to get somewhere. I know it may seem like I'm in a rush, but I don't give a shit. Just get out of my way, please, because there's no reason for you to be there. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Con <laughs> Consider it because you know yeah. what that is? That's selfish. You're being self. Move. Oh. Move the fuck over. Yeah. And then and then if you're staying there long enough. and I'm. Oh, and so what I oh, try to do is I flash. My high beams a little bit, cause I'll yep. give you a little bit of just time. Just do a little one, do a little one, yeah. a little two. And I try to do, I try to be a little patient, cause yep. I get it. Maybe they're not looking, they're not thinking about. Cause it happens. You're in the zone, you're driving, you don't realize it. And then I'm sitting there flashing, flashing, flashing. And then it gets to a point where I'm just going, oh, this sucker's not moving out of the way. So then I get around, I go around you, and then I get right in front of you again just to prove my point that, hey, get the hell out of the way, please. You do not belong in this lane. So that's my little rant for the week. Um, people don't uh, look judge if you want. I don't care, but whatever. That's my, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of folks out there that feel the same way I Absolutely. do sometimes. Absolutely. They may not want to say it. But yeah, yeah. And you know what makes it even worse? Yeah. Is when you're grooving along mm -hmm. and you're rocking out to like a really good song. Oh. And then you just have to slow the pace. It's yeah. like, that's just, come on. Yeah. Now, if, you're, if, just, if, now if, you're just ruining the whole thing. If I'm in the fast lane with everybody else who's moving along and you got a good song come, that's on, uh, let me see. Oh, what was the one? Oh, my God. There's a good one sometimes. I listen. I'm a music lover of all music. Right. And I'll tell you what's coming up here shortly, too, for me as well. So just so you can see my broad spectrum of. So I grew up, folks, just loving all kinds of music from heavy metal to pop to rap, to disco. I love disco. I love, you'll, you'll catch me sometimes on the weekend smoking a cigar and listen to oldies. Nice. Doo-wop. Big fan of doo-wop, right? So I'm sitting over there and I just, and so when you're like listening to something, like I'll be listening to, uh, what is it, like Metallica or something like yep. that, right? And then yep. what's the famous one that everybody listens to whenever they, whenever they think Metallica, I forget the name of the song. 
Uh, they just did it on Stranger Things too, man. And I just they did a big montage to, to the to the group on it. Anyway, page. Is that, is that the? Oh my God! My sons would kill me if if I forgot the name right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank as well on the. Oh uh, my God! Uh, well, is it is it the, the? I keep pulling up ACDC. Yeah, yeah Master of Puppets. Yeah. Yeah. The big one. Yeah. Yeah, Master. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so I'm you know so if you're cruising on the road and you got it going, the guitar is going, the guitar is going off right and just doing it whatever, and you're just like down. Last thing I need is somebody to just go ahead and squash that, just kill it for me. It's like, oh my, there goes my mood, man. So, anyways, with that being said. All right, Tara. Is there anything you want to anything you want to rant about for just a moment? Oh, it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So, with I'm that being said, I'm a natural ranter. It'll just. It'll just. Did you get a chance progress. to read uh, as I always do on Fridays, or as often as I can? Did you get a chance to uh, read Mark Barker's um, yes, piece? Yes, I did. Okay. So, folks. Yes, I did. Uh, shout out to Mark Barker um, for doing his pieces on Fridays. Uh, it's worth a read, whether you always yeah. agree with it or not. I don't always agree with Mark. There's a, there was. Some stuff in there I agree with, some stuff I disagree with. However, um, uh, one of the things to highlight was what transpired this week in City of Daltona. Um, so, folks, I know we try very hard to go ahead and get a, a broad range of individuals in here from different cities because we want to definitely make sure that Volusia County just in general, not just Daltona-centric, right. is involved. But sometimes, my dear city <laughs> provides... Like ammunition, like nobody else does. They do sometimes make it easy. <laughs> they, they make it way too easy. And I just sit there and kind of go, what the hell? So if you don't mind, Tara, can you kind of give me a little summary? And I'm probably just going to feed okay, off of yeah. you on your take on what happened this week on uh, the city commission. Because, boy, it looks so fudged up. To it, for, you know what? It's um, <laughs> So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I'm not a... I'm not a not one that's going to sit here and say there's there's always backdoor shenanigans going on and backdoor deals, right? Um, I always like to try to assume positive intent and not speak before I know the facts. But I will say, even for me, I had a hard time trying to decipher the 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 shenanigans that went on at that meeting. What I don't I don't understand how we went from a solid, a solid four seven four again or pardon me four three four yeah. against three four, approving this, to to and I heard one of the commissioners personally say this will always be a hell no vote for me yeah and all of a sudden monday night two of those hell no's flipped to a a yes now i'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping that maybe they found out new information some some information that changed their point of view but it it was it was a man and, and and this is starting to lead up to a rant so i'll go ahead i'll let okay, you interject right. no no I no I, listen that. i appreciate it so i'll just tell you is <laughs> So I watched the, pretty much the whole entire meeting, and uh, mine is probably a little bit at the end because uh, I just was at that point. I'm just going, whatever. It is. I'm just sitting kind of going, what, what are we doing here? So a couple things. The primary issue came up, obviously, on that whole uh, pro uh, project that's right in front of the movie theaters. Yep. Yep. And I've told Dana before that it was interesting. Like, I'm coming home one day from Tallahassee and I'm, you know, on the weekend, and uh, I pull up. I go down Howland Boulevard. I was going to go see, I had to stop by and see somebody first in Howland. And I said, all right. And then all of a sudden, like I'm seeing, so I had seen that there were apartments like way yep. in the back. Yep. So I was like, okay, you know, it is what it is, but there's still all this property they could do something right. with. Right. And I said, all right, because remember originally several years back, it was always sold to us is going to be like, this is going to be a great opportunity for mixed use. Why folks? Because Deltona never decided to create their own kind of like mini so-called downtown. And I get, we were supposed to be a bedroom community, but 
we miss the opportunities on right. some of that, right. right? And so I figured here's an, a great a, a chance to do something, kind of like what, uh, what Altamont Springs did, right? Yeah. So yeah. Altamont Springs has their uh, uptown Altamont. So I was like thinking along those lines, maybe a little bit, maybe something like Heathrow, doesn't have to be exact. No, a nice but, entertainment center. Yeah, a place where you can go movie theaters, maybe you do three stories of apartments above the first floor. So I've seen this in Winter Park where they have yep. like three stories of apartments above and their whole first floor is like retail, retail shops, eateries, whatever, exactly. Yep. So that was my thought process. And I was like, okay, this is going to be great because now we have our own, you know, you know, quote unquote, uptown, downtown yeah. uh, portion of Deltona. And then I come in and I see more apartments being built. And I'm just sitting there, And then this same developer is looking for even more apartments now, like as if we don't have enough homes already, rooftops in Deltona. Then I hear a commissioner. <laughs> Oh, but you know, we need more housing or, or no, it wasn't, the, I mean, it wasn't the commissioner. I think it was, oh, I think it was the developer's attorney. Yes. Because it was one commissioner that said something else too. That's I'm gonna the get subject on. of my, my coming up. Okay, so then <laughs> she goes into, well, you know, we needed homes for, um, for Amazon. But, but folks, there are people who already, what do you think? These people on Amazon are homeless? They have nowhere to go? They're living somewhere. They fucking live in Deltona, Orange <laughs> City or somewhere. They're living somewhere. We don't need more apartments for that reason, at least that many more than what's already on the right. books. Right. And so that to me is, is a mood art appointing argument. And then they start, you know, then, then we go into the issue of like, you know, traffic studies and traffic so Traffic study, the, the very old traffic study. And then somebody makes a comment up on that dais. Oh my God. That goes, well, you know, pandemic and people are, you know, they're staying, they're shopping from Amazon now. They're not really on the road. I'm sitting there going, brother, what freaking world are you living yeah. in? There are more cars on the road today. I think they're more so just because people are just sick and tired of being home they from the pandemic. They want to get the hell out. And they yeah. want to get out. Now, I do understand completely that you do have some folks who are still doing work from home. And right. I get that. But right. I'm telling you right now, we have grown as a city and as an area, regionally speaking, we have grown because you have a lot of folks moving into the area from up north and wherever else yep. they're moving from. Plus, you got people moving in. Folks, I want to understand this. This is the natural progression. Everybody was in, at one point in time, it was in Miami-Dade, right. right? Now, Miami-Dade is too congested, so they move up to Orange County. <laughs> Now Orange County is getting a little bit exhausted. So where do you think they're going to next, folks? They're coming this way. So that's what's happening. And right. I just sit here and go, so when I hear traffic counts of like, oh, but there's not many people on the road, bullshit. Yeah. There are a lot of people on that road. And having, now there's an argument to be made whether not commercial brings in more traffic or not, or does residential bring in right. more traffic. And I'm just going to say either which way, stop, whatever it is, we need to be cognizant of the fact that there are more cars on the road. Right. That's reality. The question is, what do we want as residents of Deltona? And I wanted to see something like along Heathrow-ish, Winter Park-ish. And what I'm getting is more apartments. And I'm just yeah. going, what are we no, doing here? You're, you're right. And I could, I mean, speaking ahead, as a Tara. resident, I know you are a resident as well. Yeah. Taxpayer. Yep. I like to think we're, we we pay attention yes. to what's going on in our community and we care. Yep. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to. Here's, here's the I'm tired of spending my money everywhere else, Deltona. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some place in my own city to spend my money. Uh, you, I mean, you know, and, and I listen, I love me some Publix. And yeah. I, I, you know. I just come in, so I just I, got coming somebody today like, so we are the city of, don't me wrong, love Publix. Right. But we're also the city of Publix and shit oh, dollar don't stores. Say it, don't say it. I knew <laughs> And shit I knew dollar it. stores. I and I'm going to say this right now. Let me tell you something. I know dollar stores and are fast needed. food. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get to that in a second. So, folks, I, I, listen, I go to dollar stores every once in a blue moon, okay? However, I don't need umpteen million, no. Dollar General, Dollar Tree, and Dollar whatever else. And Family I'm gonna Dollar. Family Dollar. Dollar. Hey, guess what? 
Fuck you, family dollar and everybody else. Yeah. I don't care because I'm sick and tired of it because to me, let me be honest with everybody, that says a lot about a city, and we are not that. No, I'm not saying no. that we don't need it because I know that folks go there, they take advantage of the fact that it's a lower well, we price. We deserve more. Yeah, but we deserve more. We deserve more. 100%, yeah. And this is, <clears throat> this is, this is, this could possibly be another rant, is our residents deserve more than, well, it's okay. The minimum requirements, yeah. the, the, we deserve more. They're, they're, everyone who says we're, we were designed as a bedroom community, bedroom community, you're, yes, we were. But how long has it been since we've been a bedroom community? A long time. You can't keep, you, you can't, keep using you that as can't a, use that as an excuse on both ends of the scale hmm. to, to, to make your, your argument on both ends. You can't say, oh, we're a bedroom community, so we can't have this, that, and the other thing. But then, oh, well, we're a bedroom community, so that's why we can't expand our roads and we can't do that. You know what? We are a city of almost 100,000 people. Yes. Maybe 102. Um, what I heard 102 the last And what, said. Do we, what do we got to show for? Yeah, what do we have to show for? <laughs> I mean, and it's, and again, I, I'm, a, I'm a realist, right? I'm, yeah. I'm a realist. And I, I know this may not be the popular opinion, but I wouldn't mind spending a little more tax dollars if I was guaranteed and had assurances mm. that it would be funneled back to things that the residents wanted, yeah. they needed, and they deserved. So so in years prior, when I would go out and go door knock, you, I must have visited, oh man, probably, I don't know, eight to nine, 10,000 homes in Deltona door knocking, right? Um, during different campaign seasons. And you hear the same thing all the time. Folks going, so, hey, why don't they get involved? Ah, I don't trust this. Yeah. I don't trust the city commission yeah. because I, yeah. you know, I, I'm sick and tired of listening to them. Something when I do, and it just seems like it's a whole lot of nothing that happens here in Daltona. When are we going to get restaurants? But, folks, when they said, when I was at the door, when they meant restaurants, they didn't mean Burger King. No. They didn't no. mean a Wawa. And, uh, hey, no. I love Wawa. I love their chicken cheesesteak sandwiches. Yeah. I love Wawa, right? But they didn't mean Wawa right. or Burger King right. or McDonald's or, oh, my God, we're getting a Starbucks. Yeah. No, folks. It's something more than just you that. Know, honestly, at this point, <laughs> I'd be happy with a fucking Panera. Can I get a Panera? <laughs> I, I don't ask. We don't ask for much. I don't think we're, we're unrealistic. I think, um, it, it, I think it comes down to setting expectations. So when we had... Mayor Chazé on here with with the you know, with city manager yeah. Carmen Rosamunda and with what's and I see this from mayor to so obviously we had Mayor Don Burnett from Port Orange right and what it comes down to is setting expectations. Yep. And Dave and I've talked about this before, which is hey, I know that there is the Burt Harris Act out there, and I know that people feel that sometimes their hands are constrained because in Florida we do take individual property rights very seriously, and I am one that takes individual property rights very seriously. Agree, agree. And I know there's future land use um, options or uh, future land, land use issues that some folks don't like, and people take advantage of it and so forth and so on. It is what it is. That said, you do have within your comprehensive plan opportunities to create moving forward within those boundaries to do that. And I've always felt like, and I've said this to Dana before, and Tyra, please tell me, yeah. chime in, because I feel like we're constantly moving, well, not, not moving the goalposts, but we're settling. We're settling. That you are 100% right. And I get tired we of just settling. settling. We are settling. Like the other manager, the other mayors are sitting there going, no, we know what we want for our city. Yes. And we're working yes. with developers to tell them this is what we're looking for. Exactly. There's an opportunity and for you guys to make money, but you got to do within the uh, constraint what we are looking for. Exactly. And I feel like we get so like, oh, yeah, let's just develop it. Yep. Let's go ahead. Yep. Don't worry about There's it. There's no thought to it. Yeah, no There's thought. There's no thought to 100%, it. You know, yeah. I, I've seen and I know for a fact other cities do. 
um, because like a lot of people, I, I try to pay attention to what other cities are doing as well mm. to see maybe what our city can learn from. And, you, you know, you can do that. Yeah. As long, the, the chat, right? Because I've, I've brought that up to, to certain folks, some of our charter officers, some of our elected officials, and I'm told, well, you can't do that because that could be seen as um, favoritism, right? If you have one set of requirements for one developer and one for that, that's not what I'm saying or what yeah. most were, have the same set of requirements. If you're coming in, you this is what we expect from you. We want you to be a good steward of the community. We want you to have a vested interest in yeah. the existing residents and the community. So maybe adopt a park. Yeah. You know, that's what you need to do. Maybe contribute X amount of money to a, 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 a scholarship fund yeah. or... I will tell you this, though. So what I'm seeing little by little now is that so you got all these apartments that are going up over there on the north end. Obviously, there's talk about the activity center now, the whole yeah. just as a whole, right? And we're talking about across, and I'm talking now, folks, across the way on I-4, which is that southern portion of the land, which is probably unincorporated Volusia and that northern end of uh, Orange City, so to speak, which is probably all unincorporated. Here's what I foresee is going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> what I foresee a little bit, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll leave my words and the time comes. But I remembered when we didn't plan properly and everything went over to Orange City, right? And for years, residents of Deltona going, oh, my God, you know, look, which is fine. And Orange City is a neighbor of ours, and God bless Orange City. Right. And they did what they felt they had to do, right? And they capitalized on it. And so now what I'm worried about is now we were supposed to get, at least I thought, we were going to get some sort of, you know, good mixed use over there to kind of create our downtown slash uptown. Yep. And what I see now is a bunch of apartments going up. And when you know what I see, I see a clean slate on the other side of I four. Now I know there's going to be some warehouses that's going to be mixed in, but there's going to be other things as well over there too. Right. And I worry that they're going to get the mixed use over there. And one more time we'll be driving across to go spend our money. To go spend our money. Not in Deltona. Oh, yep. well, Burger King. Yeah. Oh, fucking great. Yeah. They Whopper cheese. I love Whopper cheese. Oh, listen, cheese, I, just had, <laughs> I just had a, a Dollar Tree and a Taco Bell open up in my neck of the woods, so I'm, I'm set for a Friday yeah. night. Hey, listen, I'm, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to understand this. And so it's interesting. So as, as the city of Barry is growing out, there was um, a gentleman who opened up a restaurant. He has one in Winter Park. Opened up one over here in, uh, in, in, in DeBarry, a uh, Mexican restaurant. Uh, and so... Oh, Pepe's. Yeah. Yep. And it's a, I know him. Yeah. And so what I heard is he opened up in the barrage to start establishing a name because he knew it was coming. And I heard he wants to open up in their new downtown area that they're, that they're getting ready to nice. do. Nice. He wants to make it like a great establishment. He's not no chippy chappy type of stuff. He right. wants to like, he wants to make sure it's upscale to, uh, to go along with the community. Let me put it this way. When I say upscale folks, I'm not talking rich folks. No. What I'm talking. You want appropriate to your community. Appropriate to the community, but also as, you know, lifting up a little bit more. Right. Right. I, once again, I don't want to see, I can, look, there's a million Mexican American restaurants here and there. And I, listen, God bless them all. I love them all. But he wanted to do something a little bit different, a little bit more. Right. And I, and that's raising the bar a little time yeah. bit more, right, than what you just would normally get, right? And I'm all, and I'm like, hey, this is great. And so this guy's willing, because he knows. Right. He knows what's coming. And, and, and City to Barry's like, you know, hey, let's see what we can do to make sure we can help yeah. this individual out, because that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Right? The commission, they're already determining, this is what we're looking for. So I sit here and kind of go, hey, I guess Deltona. So what I saw this week was a little bit more bending over going on, and I'm just kind of going, what are we doing here? And th yeah. and then, then, so folks, just so you know, because <laughs> I know shenanigans get played in a lot of different cities, but I always feel like, after this comment, I always feel like, and I've told somebody this before, like we are the Chicago-style politics of like the Central Florida region when it comes to Deltona. So then one of the city commissioners then comes on, was already named in Mark Barker's um, you know, blog, and obviously, it, obviously it's publicly known, so you know, uh, Commissioner Jody Lee um, you know, said something. 
and talked about the games that are being played behind the scenes, about finding like-minded individuals that the city manager had to get up and, get up and leave the room. And look, I am not like I'm not naive to what happens sometimes right. in politics. It happens everywhere on some level, whether it be the Republican Party trying to find ways to get more Republicans right. and playing the game. Democrats do the same thing and so forth, whatever that issue is. But I just want everybody to understand something when you when something like that goes on and if the city manager, from what I was told, has to get up and leave. It just smells of something bad or fishy. And I've said this before. What I see happening sometimes in Deltona is there are people who are taking advantage of the city government to try to profiteer from whatever it may be. And I, and I, and I just kind of go, and I'm sitting there kind of going, look, and, and, folks, I'm not, a pro, I'm not opposed to people making money and doing business. If you can do business with the city in some way, as long as it's legit and fair, but I don't like the fact that there seems to be some bullshitty stuff going on right, behind the scenes. Right. And there's a pay, maybe a payout here or there. I don't know. I don't know what you know, Commissioner Joy Lee was referring to 100%. But it just seems like there's just it doesn't smell right, and this is the type of stuff, Tara, that annoys the residents. Well, it, it does because and because they so even if they don't come to commission meetings, they'll hear about a news journal. Exactly. They'll read a news journal somewhere and they're kind of going, "Oh, there goes my city one yep. more time." Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's 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 the perception and the optics of it, right? I mean, why, why did you run? I ran because for for me, and it had nothing yeah. to do with who's up there now, yep. who was up there before. But yep. to your point. The more and more I started getting involved in the community mm. and talking to residents, I, I heard a common theme, mm. which was, which was, we don't go because what's the point? No one listens to us anyway. Yeah. We're not being represented, mm. right? There are, there, there are other interests being represented, yeah. you know, the, the people. And I said, you know what, that's, that's really unfortunate. It's, yeah. that's not what it should be. And I, and I actually, and I had someone ask me a question and they said, well, what are you going to do when your per, if your personal views differ mm. from what you have to vote on or yeah. what you're being asked to vote on? And my answer, and I will say this until the day I die, is when you're an elected official, you have no personal views. When you are sitting on that mm. dais, your personal views are checked at the door. Yeah. Your, your job is to represent your constituents, yeah. represent what the residents want. So at the end of the day, if it's something that I personally don't agree with, but my residents are telling me that that's what they want. Yeah. I, I've got to, I've got to represent my residents. So I've come to, I said this to, um, to Dana before, and I've talked to other folks about it. And I said, look, folks, we are a you know representative form of government, right? I do not believe in, at all in direct democracy. I think it becomes a massive shit show when you do that. We are representative form of government, and I and I say that in, in many in many ways just because of the fact that uh, there are the direct democracies that are out there around the world that are just are you know are having as as what may seem like at times in the United States, a little bit that sausage making nonsense that people don't agree with. Folks, when you get to direct democracy, it can get even messier. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, look, we are a representative form of government. And I've always said this, if you're running Tara and you win, it's because most people have bought into your platform, right? Which is in essence how you kind of personally feel. And most folks have bought into that. Now it doesn't mean that you don't take into consideration the fact, the fact that there are a number of voters who did not vote for you. Right. And I'm, and I'm once again, and folks, I'm saying out there too that you should be able to go talk to these folks and say, hey, look, where can we, if you're coming to me complaining about something, where can we compromise and whatever. Yeah, I don't think, you, it's, I don't think it's necessarily your personal feelings that come into it, although for some people it may. I just think it's also there are people who voted you in because they have a general sense of the way they think you're going to vote based on the way you ran and your platform. And that's and that's possible, right? Yeah. It could be some of the things that I ran on were, were aligned with their yeah. job, right? And that's what I, I, you know, when I was running, I had people, who should I vote for? Who should I vote for for mayor? You know, yeah. I live in district. Who should I vote for? And I, 
I never, I never gave an opinion. What I would say is you need to look at what's important to you. Yep. Um, what your philosophies are and, and pick the candidate yeah. that best aligns with yeah. that. And you know, and at the end of the day, I woke up the next morning, you know, I knew, of course, we all knew that night that I did not win, but the voters spoke, you know, yeah. the voters spoke, they chose, they chose my, my opponent, the yep. current sitting commissioner, and that was their choice. So yeah. at that point you have two choices, right? Yeah. You can, I, you could pout, you can, oh, it was, it was rigged. It was this, it was that. I can't believe I didn't win. Or you could yeah. say, you know what? The voters voted. Now I need to stand, step back and support yeah. all of our newly elected officials. Yeah. And, and I don't agree with all of them. Yeah. Um, but, at, but, but we all need to come together and support them because I, I, what I think a lot of people forget is if our commissioners fail mm. and our elected officials fail, our city fails yes. and, and, and we fail. Yeah. We're, we lose out as residents. Yeah. So that's the piece that, and, and how do you, and that's where I think there's, you know, another reason why I ran is there is such a divide. There's that big divide yeah. still, still. And, yeah. and I don't, I can't give you an answer of how to bridge it. I can't are, get answers how to bridge it. It's, we are six months into this, um, into this year with a new city, relatively new city commission with the exception, I think, uh, two people that are still there. Yep. And uh, so over overwhelming majority of new people, and, and and we're still we're we're still having major issues and problems yeah. to the point where obviously the mayor did kind of he complained about something, and I, and this is not a kind of a an endorsement or not endorsement of what the mayor did or didn't do. It's a look he's the mayor, so if he had felt the need to. To, to complain about something, air something out. My point is, is that it's just, it's, it, there's still a problem that's going yes. on up there that I, I'm trying to figure out, like, where are we going wrong as a city? Um, yeah. A lot of times, and don't get me wrong, folks, there are some good things that are happening in the city of Daltona, and I, and I don't, and I, I don't want to, I can't overstate that, but the largesse of it all is that we're still having major problems with trying, you know, with, there is something going on behind the scenes that's creating these problems. That's all I can say. That's what that's what my take yeah, on some of this so, is. So from from the resident perspective, right? Mm -hmm. From from someone who sits in the audience yeah. at the commission meetings, I mean, I will tell you that the tension is is yeah. you could taste it in the air. And and to me, it just seems like there's a lot of personal conflict yeah. and 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 folks are, are having a hard time setting that aside. Mm -hmm to move forward and do what's best for the city. It's almost like, oh, well, if so-and-so supports this, well, then I'm not going to support it because yeah. I don't like them. I yeah. personally don't like them. And, you know, I, to, to um, Mayor Chazé, I heard her say something not too long ago at a Rotary meeting, and, and she was talking about yeah. everything that they're doing in this in the city of DeBerry. And she said, you know, DeBerry had their fair share yeah, of challenges with did. personal conflicts. And, um, and she said, and it was amazing that when we all realized and, and had some new folks in some seats mm. and people agreed that they had to put their personal conflicts aside so they can get about the business of moving the city forward, you know, and look, look at everything that they're accomplishing yeah. and, and I, what I, they are. So it, it actually brings to mind someone, he's, I don't know if he's going to uh, be bothered by it, but you know, he knows I, I like him and I've come to know him a little bit and, uh, and we just are brief in our conversations. And so commissioner William Sell yep. um, was one that some could point to just had one take when he was on the other side and then had a slightly different take when he came on board. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it just shows that sometimes as residents, we don't, there's, there is a lot that sometimes we don't always 
either see or take into consideration right. perspective maybe or just context just in general right and so now that he's up there doing his thing um and and look he said he to dana he said look you know i you know, did some things when i was um, a resident and uh, now that i'm um, sitting up on the dais it's like a slightly different approach a different take i had to kind of learn a little bit as to kind of measure myself a little bit more uh, and so forth, and 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 one of the things he said is he had to, I had to put some of my own personal stuff to the side yeah. a little bit. And he made a comment, and he goes, "I think City Del his comment was, and uh, William, if I'm wrong, please correct me. I got no problem with that. Uh, but I think to kind of paraphrase, he said, look, you know, uh, you guys would do well by putting aside some of your personal stuff yes. and get about doing the business yes. of the City of Deltona. And I think that's what they're trying to do in DeBerry. I think that's what they're always trying to accomplish in the City of Port Orange, other cities I talk to. Um, look." If you look at the city of Daytona Beach, right, and then look, folks, I'm not saying city of Daytona Beach is perfect by no means, and they have their, they like any of the city, they have their own challenges, but I think you have like one Republican to like four or five other Democrats up on that city, and they're all trying to figure out a way to make it work. They can right. disagree on certain things, but they're trying to figure out a way to make it work, even if people from the audience don't always agree, but they're trying to find they're trying to find ways of making it work. I just feel like we're constantly <clears throat> being talked about because. Folks are not putting their own, there's no, and I hate to say this, I know it sounds a little democratic, right? For the greater good, we always talk about for the greater good, but there is, there is a moment in time you have to start thinking about the greater good, which is right. what's best for the city as yes. a whole, right? Yes, uh, We ought to live here, and I just get this feeling that at times we're not doing that. There's outside, it, this is one reason why I asked the city manager, Carmen, about you know outside influences. I'm not saying that there aren't individuals or and or entities that are out there that are not trying to influence certain things or trying to figure out a way to work within the city government to get right. some things they want to achieve, right? But I just feel like it just, I feel like there's a lot of personal ambition or whatever yep. it is between outside forces and internal forces, and it creates for this mess because if you're not careful, it will come to the forefront. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I see it playing out sometimes in the diocese. I'm going, no, there's something else going on. By this. Because you can't be a Yoda Lee saying what you're saying. You can't be a mayor being frustrated and say, making right. comments and so forth without. And, and then this other thing where I guess I Commissioner Burbank, listen, I, I, I don't know what the deal is sometimes, but it, whatever you're doing, if it's an issue, I don't know the whole story. But if it's an issue with like, you know, public records and sunshine, then you need to cut it out and stop it, be, you know, because you're going to get yourselves in trouble. And then at some point in time, it's just going to be one more black eye for the city of Altona. Right, right. I know the whole deal, but it just seems like there's a lot of personal conflicts going on that are maybe maybe behind the scenes are being shown a little bit, but they're definitely coming out yeah. um, in the public. And it just, it's not good for us. And then you got folks, whether it be, you know, the news journal sometimes from, from time to time or Mark. Um, say what you want. You know, Mark may not be as widely read as a news journal, but he does have a following. He does have quite yeah. a bit of following throughout yeah. Wichita County. And th there are people who are paying attention. And I've always said, if you get a, just enough people, a few people talking about it, they'll talk to a few more people. It's, and they'll yeah. talk to a few more yep. people. And then what happens is, then there's that telephone game that happens. Yeah. So something that started off with, <laughs> well, Deltona did a little minor thing, right? And by the time it gets to like the 90th person, it's like Deltona did this somebody, major thing. <laughs> somebody took a half million dollar <laughs> yeah. bribe and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and then, something else I saw too that night and this is something where I've I commented to Mark before and this is something that I think we should all take into consideration when it comes to the residents who are down there somebody commented on I guess was going off on the city I know who it is but I'll, I'll leave him nameless for right now uh, I thought about bringing his name up it was just a little frustrating like you know uh, he's been asking for commercial development and now that we're getting all these apartments over there it's like hey this is a good thing and blah 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 and I'm sitting there kind of going wait a minute man yeah, listen so 
and speaking of departments, I got something else I was going to talk about too, but I'll get to that in a second. Commercial, not meaning multifamily. Right. 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 What, what Deltona residents want is like real commercial. They want a kind of a, a centerpiece trophy that we can all as a community say, Wow. That's we're, our gathering that's place. Our ga- that's our, we're proud of that, yep. man. Look at that. The folks who live in the apartments upstairs can come downstairs yeah. to eateries and go to movie theaters. You got family from out of town. We're going to go here. You got folks yeah. from, from the rest of Deltona can go there. That's their place where they can go to. They got the movie theaters. There are other things, right? Yep. And then you feel proud. And then that starts to build that community little by little, right? And so, and, and, and anyways, and then he's going on about it. And, and once again, yelling like he usually does about something in Deltona. And I just kind of, and, and sometimes he brings up, good things but right. this is one of those i just kind of like what do what are you talking about right that's not what we're talking about i don't want to see that as quote unquote the commercial because it's multifamily, right and i'm just sitting there going no we're looking for restaurants and then the other thing i want to bring up just kind of go off on a tangent a little bit was and correct me if i'm wrong if you know so there's been commentary made about proportionate share mm-hmm. and the fact that why are we going for more apartments as opposed to commercial is it because commercial you have to pay more proportionate share or is it, you know, as, as opposed to residential and I'm just, I'm folks, this is smoking truth. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. So yeah. if they develop more commercially, would they have to pay more than they would if they did more residential? And that's what I'm trying to, I'm just trying to figure out. And I want somebody to kind of correct me on that. And are they trying to skirt something? I can't here? answer that for sure, but okay. I do know there was, and I'd have to go back and watch the meeting yeah. again. Um, because I know if I misspeak, someone will be quick to correct me yeah, on social I media. Know, well, and that's what I'm but saying. There, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but, there yeah. was, I know there was a lot of conversation because it, this went on. Yes, if you watched it, you know it went yeah. on for a while. And, and quite frankly, at a certain point, I swear I blacked out. <laughs> but there, there was, if, if, the, if, if it, I think if it did not change to the, all of the apartments, okay. then there then there was going to need to be more conversation about the prop share. The prop share, exactly. So, meaning that what the developer was going to have to pay, right? So, but for impacts and this, that, and the other, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So, yeah. I, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I can tell you, um, I, I don't know that the the attorney that rep- that that represented the applicant mm-hmm. did a very good job. I mean, I, in my opinion, and I will tell you, this was pretty much the opinion of of everyone in the gallery. She came across very shrill. Yeah, I, you know? what I will I mean, tell I, you is... I literally had someone sitting next to me say, I didn't realize that resting bitch face had a voice until tonight. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's... But, you know, I, I mean, I, I again, like our commission, don't like our commission, re, but, but at the end of the day, there should be respect. They are do. our elected officials. These are the people you want to do business with. Mm-hmm. And... You just, and, and I say this even to our residents, right? Yeah. Because we know we have some residents that um, communicate a little differently than yeah. maybe I would, right? <laughs> and, and you know, and again, I may not agree with folks yeah. that make the decisions, but when I get up to the podium, I would challenge anyone mm. to point out a time when mm. I did not do it with respect. Yeah, I, what I'm looking for, a lot, what I'm looking for from any city, yeah. honestly, this is just my, always my hope is that, when a city is developing, right, and trying to figure out how they want to grow as a city, is take take a holistic view. And I'm going to get into something that Dana talks about all the time, which is concurrency with the school mm-hmm. with the school district and so forth and so on, right? Because it all does have an impact. And I and I know and so some people are having us. I think sometimes a hard time. Like, why is Dana going on about concurrency all the damn time? 
and some of it is just because folks, honestly, it's just something else she cares about. Right. Obviously, she Agre- has family yeah. and education. And I, you know, she feels like the schools are definitely getting, are definitely at capacity or just over capacity already, slightly over, whatever it may be. <clears throat> and what does that teacher student ratio look like? Right. Right. And so what happens is, and when, and so I, I'm going to digress a little bit here, folks, so just bear with me, right? So 20 some odd years ago, right, when No Child Left Behind is enacted, right, I had talked to a couple of the, um, educators and even my wife who had always told me, said, look, there was nothing 100% really wrong with No Child Left Behind, right? It was meant to be inclusive as far as bringing those kids at the lower tiers into the mainstream, yeah. right? So they wouldn't feel left out. However, the challenge is, my problem with it is that, and what I've heard many comments, um, comments before in education, which is that... Um, there was no funding put behind it. And why I say funding? Because in order for No Child Left um, Behind to work, you need enough staffing in order to make it work. Exactly. You have your push-in teachers and so forth and so on that come with these kids to make sure they're getting all the extra attention that they need so that the regular teacher is not fighting to sit here and, okay, how do I move my fours and fives continually right, right. while I'm still trying to bring up ones and twos, right? And so if you have a city that's growing at a very fast pace and if the numbers don't jive, and yep. this is what the point that Jane is trying to make a lot of times, folks. Yep. If the numbers don't jive, and if the school district is either rubber stamping and or if they're not, and let's just say that the developer is using some sort of formula that is to their favor. Some calculation, yeah. Some calculation. <laughs> and then they come to find that afterwards, after they're all built out, then they go, uh-oh, oh yep. shit, we got a lot more students than we thought. And now what happens? And it's not like schools yeah. are cheap to build. Right. Right? And so that's part, and then what happens is when you have that many more students in schools, I'm sorry, folks. You don't want to hear it, but People it's true. People are getting left behind. People are getting left behind, <laughs> and the quality goes down little yeah, by little. Absolutely. And it gets hard for the school district to be able to control that right. quality. Right. And so I'll give the school district this much, and it does get hard to control. I, let me tell you something, folks. I don't care how good a teacher you are, but when you got four, five, six, seven students per classroom in a, in a 22, 23, 24 classroom setting, yeah. let me tell you something, man. They are going to disrupt the whole entire day. And for people who don't know that, shame on you. It's not an easy job yeah. at all. It's not an easy profession. And some of the things, and I will admit, some things that sometimes come from Tallahassee um, become problematic. There are a lot of things that also come from the federal government that make it problematic. And so now the school district, so when you're developing the way you're developing and you're not using proper numbers or the numbers seem off and then you get a lot more than you thought, yeah. I'm telling you quality of education is going to, is going to suffer. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. And then it's going to take that many more years to try to catch up. It's the same thing like infrastructure. Back to my planning. Folks, if you're going to develop, <laughs> I know I'm going on a bit over here and I apologize. Go for it. Go for it. I love it. I, listen, when you're going to it, because this is all politics here, and this is all about development and how we want to grow as a state, right? right? Folks, and this goes to every city. I know it's quick to say I want development and we want certain things because we want certain amenities or we want the tax base and so forth to be able to provide other services for folks in the city and so forth, right? My problem, though, is that when we do that and if we're not really paying attention to the infrastructure, it will get away from you. We're building, building, building. Oh, we're already there. Yeah, and we're and we're sitting there kind of going, and once again, this is not Eric taking just 100% Dana's side. No. I'm telling you what fucking no. reality is. If we don't take this shit into consideration, it's going to take years for it to catch up. Yeah. And I'm telling everybody this right now. There's not that much money in Tallahassee to see and go back to all the cities to help because what Tallahassee is going to argue, hey, guys. That was your problem. You didn't do your maintenance. You didn't do your maintenance. You yeah. didn't do your planning properly. Yep. You know, 
I don't know what else to say. Yeah. And if they don't have to tell the same thing, I know she complains a lot about the governor and others, but I'm, but I think she would agree with this, which is at least at a bare minimum, if you guys are not doing your part at local government level and taking consideration of this stuff, there is not enough money in Tallahassee to take care right. of all the stuff between, you know, we want to go to some sort of on-site septic system, which is much better than the current system we have to, um, today, which are much more expensive. They're about $15,000 um, $15, yeah. a pop. Or you want to move to city sewer, which many folks hate because they don't want to pay because they feel like it's a money grab. And, folks, the reality is is this. When you have more people moving to the state, it's going to have an impact in our aquifer at some point in time. Even if you have good quality um, uh, septic systems. Right. Remember that yeah. the traditional septic systems still leach. Still leach. And when yep. you have that many more people, if you told me 20 years ago, yeah, great. But when you have that many more people, especially when we're on septic, I don't care how good it is, unless it's one of these on-site that doesn't leach into the system. If it does, maybe. But I think even that one, what the on-site systems do is that they actually clean everything they up. They filter before, it up. They yeah. filter it all out before it goes onto the drain field. But currently the way it's designed, most people have, probably 90, 90% of people in Florida, their septic systems, it comes right into the tank and then out into the drain the field. The liquids go out. And then yeah. it leaches out into the ground. And then yeah. with the limestone and everything else, it's supposed to clean it out. But when you have that many more people in the state of Florida and it's that much more congested, yeah. you're going to run into a problem, folks. And if we don't have water in Florida, we are done. That is the, folks, water is the lifeblood of Florida. <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough. I've talked to multiple engineers and different persuasions, both Democrats and Republicans, and they all agree on one thing. Water is the lifeblood. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why the governor is paying so much attention to it. Some folks may not like how he's doing it, but th there is definitely attention being put in right. Tallahassee. Right. But it's still incumbent upon local governments to make sure they're doing their job as well. That's one of the reasons why they have... Yeah. <laughs> they ain't gonna get mad at me. They do still have home rules, so they, they you guys gotta do something about this. Deltona, Port Orange, Daytona Beach. Uh, look, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, Edgewater's looking to grow, and so is yeah. uh, and so is Oak Hill. They want to grow as well too. Well, so. and I think that's a big part of the issue with Deltona is, in in my opinion, we we've done things backwards. Mm. We we grew, 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 grew out of that bedroom community. Yeah. But our infrastructure is still that of a bedroom community. Yeah. I mean, when they did the, the they were doing all the traffic uh, calming meetings last year. Um, and I, I believe at the time our, our captain of the traffic division had spoken. And I think originally he had said that Deltona was built for a pop maximum population of 30,000. And then um, Mayor Herzberg at the time had corrected him and said she... It was actually built for 70,000 people. Okay. So even at 70,000 people, we're still 36% over. So I think when I talked to the mayor from, um, when I talked to Mayor Karen uh, Chazé and, uh, and Carmen Rosamunda, I, I think they had told, I think, and please, folks, I'm wrong, please correct me once again. But I think when they were on the show, they talked about a cap or maybe, so, or if there's an internal number, I think they want to cap off at 35,000, around 35. I think they're at like 20, 25,000 with all the new development. But they don't want to grow. But they have that foresight. They, yeah. They, oh, boom, oh, they made that. They're, yeah, they're thinking about still, it already. We, yeah. we were at where we are now. Yeah. As far as I know, we still don't have a cap. At least if we do, I haven't heard yeah, one. Yeah, I haven't heard it either. So if you're a city out there trying to grow, I'm just telling you right now, please think about where do you want to see yourself yep. 10, 20 years from now? And think about it realistically yeah. as far as what your impact is going to be to your community and the surrounding communities as well. Uh, because it does play with everybody. It, look, Deltona was growing like crazy, and there was a lot of issues going with the, you know, with the aquifer. Yep. Originally, people were pulling a, a ton out of the out of their ground, uh, the groundwater and stuff. And, they, and as we were building like crazy, people were just pulling out of the groundwater, yeah. and it was creating yeah. a major problem. Then you capped you. 
you put that in conjunction with the fact that for about a 20 year span, rainfall amounts were less than normal. So the aquifers were never filling up yep. in the same way. Yep. So that created a problem for our lakes in Deltona, Lake Helen, and so far. I mean, Lake Helen's own namesake, Lake Helen, yeah. was running to that problem because Lake Helen, from my understanding, is Lake Helen, and I did some research on this. Um, a um, couple several years back when I used to work for um, for then Representative David Santiago, um, come to find out that, you know, talking to St. John's, Lake Helen's one of those few lakes that their level is directly tied to the aquifer. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, the, the expansion of I-4 and others may not have contributed some of this right, and some of the right. growth, obviously, but my point is saying that with all that growth, it is definitely tied. Unlike some other um, lakes that have a better, um, do a better job of retaining their water, it is like, uh, it's almost like a sinkhole, Lake Helen, and it's so directly tied to the aquifer. Aquifer levels up, yep. Lake Helen's Lake great. Up. If aquifers are down, Lake Helen looks like shit, and everybody's kind of like, oh my God, yeah. you know, what's going on, yeah. what's going on? And they all start going crazy. I think for too many years, we borrowed against our future. Yeah. You know, our, and I don't mean financially, yeah. you know, I mean. Well, somebody's going to come yeah. out to be like, what do you mean, Tara? Hello. <laughs> Another conspiracy theory. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about our resources. Yeah. You know, we've borrowed our resources, our future resources for today. Yeah. And no one ever stopped to say, like your point, okay, wait a minute. Realistically, what can our city support? Yeah. What is the maximum population our city support, our, our city can support? Um, and, you know, when we heard it, I mean, gosh, at least the last two years yeah. from even previous elected officials is that for too long, Deltona has kicked the maintenance can down the road yeah. and, and things weren't done that should have been done. And now instead of here, here's, here's the issue that I have, right? Yeah. Is instead of our elected officials and our, our charter officers being able to focus on what mm. we need to do to yeah. do that, right? Because we, that is needed. Yeah. That should be the number one priority. There to, there's all this the bullshiggity going on yep. of, oh, well, who's talking about this and who's saying this? And well, and who made, what elected official now made this comment on Facebook that they shouldn't have made? And well, I don't like you, so I'm going to file a grievance against you and this, that. Folks, we... We don't got time for this fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, we don't. We, we gotta we gotta move on with. Uh, let me I'll put it there. Yeah. we gotta move on with the important things. You know, I don't care if you all get along up there. I would like it if if that were the perfect world. It would, that would, it, would, be great. it would make it a lot easier, right? It sure would. What I care about is our city getting shit done, and because our city is so focused on things. The things that don't matter, yeah, because you want to one up people and ooh, I, I, I have an issue with somebody giving out the key to the city. So let's talk about that. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if they all get to give up. You know what? Let everybody get. Let every elected official give out one key to the city a year. I don't care. You know what I care about? The fucking stormwater issues that we're going to be having <laughs> when we come. We're coming into hurricane season. Yeah, I that's what you. I care about. So Terry, it was interesting. So uh, many moons ago, probably going back. Uh, well, I moved back down to Florida in 2005. And at the time, I was doing construction with my dad and uh, working with him for a number of years. And uh, anyways, I was uh, dropping off some permits one time in, in the city of Lake Mary. And folks, this is one of these days, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about, I know it seems to be a current, a current you know, or recurring theme with development and so forth. But it, it really, we need to start thinking about it because I am not Greta Thunberg, some little crazy little <laughs> kid from like Sweden, going, we're all going to be dead in 2030, whatever, right? What I'm saying, though, is that we definitely need to take a look at what we're doing here in Florida. And I say this specifically, I'm telling you folks, this individual at the time who worked for the uh, city of Lake Mary, 
came to me and I told myself, like, when I came first down from New Jersey, I was like, yeah, let's develop it all, man. Come on, I want to see development. I want like this is too much boonie stuff going on here in Florida. I want to see more development. Well, I came from New Jersey, which is heavily congested state, and I didn't know any better at the time. I think I was like in my late twenties, and it would, I didn't really think about it. Right, I had just moved down from New York City, and I was like, you know, I love New York City, and you know, I don't like the politics, but I just love it as a just as a big city and the conveniences. And I was like, that's all I was thinking about, right? But then I had to sit, you know, and I'm, obviously we're doing construction with my dad. So I love the fact, hey, listen, my dad is construction. Hey, you know, what better thing than build out more, yeah, right? Yeah. Good for the business. Yep. But then I had a, then I had a good conversation with, with this individual. And he said, look, Eric, <clears throat> I know a lot of folks who come down to Florida, especially from up north and other places, they want to see more development in Florida. But what they don't realize is that you, Florida is much more unique than those other states. Right. We have a massive aquifer that if we screw that up, we're done. Yeah. It's bad, bad, bad. And so, and, and, you know, and so he told me, he said, we cannot develop. And remember, every time you're putting up a road somewhere or you create more development, it's the rain can't you're drain. You're taking properly. away the drainage. Yeah. You're taking away the natural drainage that is Florida, right? And then what happens is the more that happens, you ruin the cycle. Yeah. Everybody remembers the cycle from science class, you know, yep. the, the water in the ground, or the, it rains, it and evaporates, the, it evaporates it goes whole, up to the yep. clouds and comes back down again. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, a basic science lesson right there, okay, folks? Uh, that does not happen the same way. And then right, what you have is right. you have those long periods of, of like, I don't want to say drought, I but would, more like drought-like. Yeah, drought-like, <laughs> drought-like feeling for many yeah, years. It yeah. happens, and that happens. So what I'll tell you right now, I'm a firm believer, and I could be wrong. So we are the smoking truth. So if you're out there and you want to point this out to me, maybe one of these days we're gonna have Dr. Wendy Anderson on again about this. Um, I don't care that she, you know she leans a little more left than me, but her perspective is interesting, just the same which is the fact that, you know, I'm a believer that when we had the boom happening and up until the, through the 90s, yep. I think we paid a price for that for a while there. And then things, and then with St. John's Water Management, I know people are critical of St. John's, but they've been doing, actually St. John's over the last probably eight, nine years has been doing a much better job, a job of trying to communicate with the cities and what they're trying to do. Because I want to understand St. John's main focus is water resource right. management. Okay, right. folks? Because there is not an endless supply like everybody nope. thinks. Um, we are doing very well. I mean, we do have a lot of water in Florida, but we are also growing at a very fast right. pace. What is it, like 22,000 people a day are moving into Florida? Uh, well, no, it's, like? a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thousand people a day. A thousand people a day. Uh, okay. But when you do the long, when you, when you factor in, it's like, so, you, you know, total, right, could potentially be 365,000. You got people move out, but it's still a lot. Net, net, it's still a lot of people moving to Florida. A lot of yeah. people, more so than most of the states in the country. I think we're always, always either number one or number two. My point is, is that that all that stuff, if you're not playing that out properly, because we right. were going like building like crazy, and nobody was ever thinking about anything, that at some point in time is going to come due. Yeah. And I think it's one of the reasons why, once again, Dana's going to come here for mentioning the governor again, but uh, everybody knows. <laughs> well, I'm she's a, not here today. Yeah, she's not here today. So everybody knows I'm a bit of a fan of the governor. So, and he's, he's our governor. And I'll just tell you that I do know that he wanted to put much more attention on this because he knew it was important um, for the future of Florida. The red, the red blooms, uh, the the blooms were coming up. The red tide, yep, whatever they yep. call it, was coming up. And he said, "We got to do something about that." And a lot of that is tied to what we're doing. Some are now going to argue that, okay, yes, we can incorporate more technologies, but now, in Dana's um, uh, point about SB 102, does that open up the floodgates for a lot more development? That if we're not careful, is going to ha- the same thing's going to happen. So no matter how right. much we're doing on this side over exactly. here, exactly, it's, it's coming it's, in on this side. It's coming yeah. on even faster on the other side, and it's going to create a problem for yeah. us. And so I think cities, we need to start getting smarter about technology that we're using. I mean, the county chair was here not too long ago talking about, once again, this like, he used, it was a different company, but it's the same principle of this onsite system. We got to figure out how to incorporate more of those, but all that comes at a cost. And there's not enough 
Regardless of what everybody thinks about Tallahassee, there's not enough money because in Tallahassee, we have to think about how we're using our resources. It right. may not be 100% the way some Democrats want it, right. and it may not be 100% the way a lot of um, other Republicans want it. But there is a reality that as, if we are growing as a state, either organically or folks are moving down here because they like you know, the tax environment, businesses are moving down here, or businesses are just popping up because people now are saying, hey, I want to open up my own business. Right. Yep. Um, you know, We use monies to either incentivize at times to help people out to get things going because it spurs economic injury which gives people jobs, all that's tied together. And so what I'm just saying, folks, is we need to start thinking about all this stuff holistically. How do we want to grow as a city? What type of quality left do we want for our residents? And that means when we talk about that, it's not just businesses that are popping up over here and the amount of homes or apartments we're building, but it's also about education. And I think that's what Dana's, the point she's trying to make all the time and why some folks, especially at the county level, are not getting it. And I don't always, and I've said this before, I don't blame them because I get it. And I know there's an interlocal agreement, but I, I, I don't blame them. This is more on the cities because cities have more control of what happens with development. Less than two percent right. of development happens, I think, at the county level. It ninety percent of it's all happening in the cities. And once again, if we're not careful, right, and if we're not checking, doing our due diligence with the, with the developers, I got no problem with them making money at all. But if we're not checking, if we're not doing our due diligence with the developers, I, I look at man, it's profit motive. They want to build as much as they as they want. Many of them don't even live here in Deltona. Right. No. So they're just building they're here. They're looking at profit. Yeah, they're looking at profit. They're moving out, which I got no problem. Once again, folks, I can't stress enough. I have no problem with. But then it's our job as a right. city to make sure that we're keeping them in check, saying, hey, this is what we're looking for as right. a city. So I, you know, look. No, um, you can't. You can't. You can't blame the developers for coming and asking for what they want. Yeah. But that's where we need to turn to our city officials to. To have those guardrails in place to make the right decisions. Yeah. So if any, if so for today, because we're getting, I think we're going to wrap up in about five more minutes over here. And I'll, if Tara wants to rant about anything else, she's more than welcome to. I, I folks, today obviously Dana's not here, um, and so forth. And then uh, I, well, the surprise was Tara, which is a lovely surprise because Tara's that she's a good person. Thank you. I've come to like her a lot. She's uh, just she's a swell person to talk to. And I'll just tell you this that. Um, Today's show was kind of a way I want folks, please, to listen and, and, and spread this word out to you, all the rest of your friends. I want you to know how it kind of conceptually works a little bit and educate yourselves on the impacts that it's all tied together in some way. Yes. And we need to start thinking about these things holistically. And I've said that word several times for a reason. Um, you know, because we need to, Florida is going to run into some challenges moving forward in the future. I think we are up to the task of, of handling those challenges. We are Florida. Uh, we are the free state of Florida, but we are Florida and I, we're up to it. I think we just need to do a better job thinking about it. And folks, there's not an endless supply of money at the state level. I think local governments and school districts need to start working more hand in hand together to figure out how they want to, uh, how they want to grow and how they want to do this. Because once again, when you develop too much, it's going to impact the school district. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know they get more. They get the more per student count, head count, and I get that they're maybe, maybe they're looking at dollars too. But the point is, is that you know it's also going to put a, a strain on yeah. staff. We are Volusia County is already I think at like a 700 employee hole. Not all that's due. Uh, not all that is due to teacher um, uh, teacher shortage. Uh, I've already made my complaints before, and I want everybody to start thinking about this. I think there's some internal challenges school districts having with just. The way they're doing things, uh, but whatever. And it's indicative, I think, a little bit of just the fact that I think people are just getting fed up with the work environment that's happening here in Volusia County, even though some people are probably sticking their head in the sand about it. Because um, a lot of people are complaining to me, but hey, that's just me. Um, but beyond the teacher shortage and the, and the, and the, and the work factor, the, that, that puts a strain again on the fact that if we have more development, 
once again, not trying to be anti-development, but just more development that goes unchecked or if right. we're not careful about right. how we're looking at those numbers, it's going to put a big strain on not just the school district, but also city services yeah. as well. Absolutely. And then, and then what happens? Huh. Then you got to raise taxes, yep. which nobody wants to do. Right. Oh, we don't want to raise taxes. And it's like, well, I mean, you got it. Something's going to give at some point in time. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, it is what it is. Tara, we got probably got about two, three minutes left. All right. Is there anything you want to rant about that kind of came to mind or something else you just want to get off your chest? Because sometimes that, that's what the show is good for. You know, the, the, only, the only thing I, that I will say in closing is respect goes both ways, yes. right? Is, is we as residents, and, and trust me, I am, I am all for free speech. I'm all for your First Amendment rights. I believe everyone should feel comfortable to express themselves the way they need to express mm -hmm. themselves. But we as residents should just have a mind that we should not be able to get up there and say whatever we want about whoever we want, but then expect our elected officials to keep everything in check and 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 not be able to express themselves the same way. That My own personal opinion, I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with that. Hey, we're all human beings. I, I think, you know, <laughs> do I want to see our elected officials, you know, held to a little bit of a higher standard? I do. Yeah. And I think there's a certain part of it that if you, if you make that decision to run for office, you do have to have a thick skin and you do need to know that. You need to have a thick skin. You need to show up. You need to have respect for the residents the same way. That I think definitely, to your point, the residents need to also have respect right. for the um, for elected officials. Because um, I know for a fact, listen, I don't care what anybody says, it's not, folks, it's not an easy job because you're constantly on the attack. You're either going to be attacked for something good or bad, yep. depending on somebody's perspective. And you're right. And so I think we need to definitely have a little more respect, um, whether it be here in Daltona, once again, folks, this, this is not – Deltona is a primary candidate of sometimes some of the bullshit nonsense that happens. But this is indicative of a lot of different it cities. Is. This is a general, general, general statement. Yeah, general Absolute, statement, yep. yes. So have a level of expectation you want from your government. Hold their feet to the fire, but also be respectful. And in the same tone, I think the elected officials up there, you know what you're signing up for. Have that same level yep. of respect coming back. Um, it's Agreed. not going to be perfect from the audience, so that can tell you that. So That is true. Anyway, is so true. now that we got that off, it's been an hour, my dear. Thank you. Thank you very much. It goes by pretty quick, it. doesn't it? It does. It did. I you know, looked you, up. I'm like, damn, that's an hour. You know, you don't think you don't think about it. I'm keeping an eye on my watch. I'm like, oh my listen, God, at like, least I didn't make you break out into a sweat. No, I know. <laughs> I didn't have any effeminate like you know like sweat things going on. I did last time. And thank you, Brandon, because Brandon actually thank had the you, fan. Brandon. Yeah, had the I know. Fan it feels good. Yeah, I know, it feels right? great. So thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. So thank you to Brandon, um, and from also from Mike and Mike Productions, um, uh, carrying the water for the studio today. We really appreciate you, Tara. Thank you. So much for coming on. Thank like you. I said, I, I, I can't tell you folks how much when I do see her in Sagrasa, she and I will chit chat at the table for a little bit. It's always a good conversation. And with that being said, folks, don't always forget uh, or just don't forget that uh, if it's important to you, it's important to us. There you go. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Good night. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production.